That's Brandy. That's me. We're doing an honest to goodness dark corner podcast. Yes. I am DJ Evil Dave. I am Dr. Brandy, sexy voice, although my voice is a little bit scratchy lately. Yeah, allergies. Uh, not just that, but this inhaler that I've been on for bronchitis, uh-huh. which I've got six days left of it, I think it's it's causing vocal problems. Oh, yeah. I could see it affect the vocal cords. Because, uh, yeah, I understand the need to inhale that medicine but does it have to be a powder how is that mm, good yeah inhaling a powder is weird it is it just seems like a bad idea for someone with mm, asthma yeah what do i know i am yeah. not a medical you're, professional yeah, you're not the medical professional she's wearing a batman beyond shirt i am i was wearing one of my sammy guevara shirts but we'll talk about that later yeah i just didn't want to get it all messed up yeah whereas the batman beyond shirt you know I've had it a while, so it's okay. Okay. Older shirt, <laughs> get to wear it doing other things. Yes. Ah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, shall we get right into it then? Sure. News and reviews and so forth? Mm-hmm. All right. Where do you want to begin? Uh, you finished a thing. Oh, right. Because of quarantine and social distancing and all that, I've had a lot of time to play video games. I have not. You did. Not for very much because you were working from home, too. Mm. So. Yep. Yep. I've been playing Fallout 4 upon your recommendation, and I platinumed. I of got course you did. every achievement. One of the trickiest was a weird one. It's called Docile, where you have to tame five wasteland creatures. Apparently, you could do death claws if you wanted to. Oh, Lord, no. You could have death claws defending your settlement. Uh, <laughs> just roaming around all tamed. That would just freak me the fuck out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Coming to a settlement. There's a death claw, death claw. Yep. No, five death claws. One of the easiest ways to do it is early on, save your red roach meat. Don't spend it. Don't cook it. Just save it. Eventually, when you get around to being able to make cages, you do five mole rats all in the same place. If you do mole rats with anybody else, they'll attack one another. Mm. It just seems to be the way it goes because they can dig and they'll find their way to the other critters before they get tamed <laughs> wow. and they'll fight. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Now I've got at, uh, what was it, Murky Lake construction? Murk water construction. Water construction site. Yeah, I've got these five mole rats, including a glowing mole rat just scampering about. Yeah, they're they're funny. I love how they kind of go and sit in front of the bar and just go, yep. hey, uh, Nuka-Cola? Yeah, they look <laughs> up, they sniff, they kind of yawn, and they'll scratch at the floor. But yeah, they like to hang out in the bar that I put over the lake itself, over the pond. Which is cool. Yeah, it looks kind of like a bayou bar There's, and restaurant. Your, your settlements are so interesting. Mine are so boring. I use a lot of the prefab stuff. And then just find a way to utilize it. And I notice that you can attach the warehouse to the barn. Via doors. Via doors. 
or just any configuration and that seemed to work because the door would lead from one into the other mm. and then having the big wooden prefab thing use that as a hospital and then use a smaller one just to put beds in and see i want my stuff to look pretty yeah <laughs> it's so like, dumb <laughs> where could i fit this okay here's my bar splat <laughs> okay here's the bar i'm gonna stick it right next to it because that's a space saver splat yeah well the thing is, is i play with mods and yeah. you do not and nope. so i have access to things that you don't yeah and one of the mods that i love is this one called clean and smooth which mm -hmm. basically it doesn't work on all settlements because not all settlements have been included i'm yeah. pretty sure that um, nothing in the dlc is included with that when you have that mod on when you first get back to sanctuary hills out uh -huh. of coming out after coming out of the vault there's there's just it's all level mm -hmm. you know there's no stuff to scrap except your house is still standing wow and the house next to the workshop is still standing i think those are both required for when you meet cogsworth yeah well the funny thing is is that when you go hunting in the neighborhood to check the other houses he still goes to the same place uh -huh. and the insects are still there oh, but wow. there's no houses oh wow and so and you can and then i have another one that scrap everything uh -huh. so i can actually scrap those houses and still make pretty ones that's nice without holes and crappy roofs yeah. and stuff but you know, I just uh, I'm playing for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. and I, I don't care about trophies, and yeah. I just want to, I just want to be creative, and so that's why I play with the mods. Yeah, I'm amazed what you can do just with the standard stuff without mods. But with mods, you could yeah. just make just about anything. Well, and that has a lot to do with the creation club stuff. Yeah, because before they started allowing mods, they allowed this creation club stuff, and basically people would create these things like they would create clothing or they would create pets additional pets yeah. you know and or what have you d different weapons power armor regular armor skins for stuff you already had items to build in your settlements so that has a lot to do with that stuff too because there's a lot more interesting stuff in that than there is in just your basic Fallout 4 stuff. So because we have two PlayStation 4s, you can log into my account and I downloaded the things that were the coolest. Mm -hmm. There was some stuff and I'm like, no, you don't need this. I, <laughs> I wasted my money on that one. Yeah. But <laughs> like bunk beds are a nice thing to have. Oh, yeah. You can double the amount of beds you have at a settlement easily. Yeah, yeah because it's the same space as a regular bed, but mm -hmm. it's two beds. Yep. And then there are some beds that are actually double beds. Yeah. Well, not double beds. There are some that look like double beds, but they only count as a single. Yeah. But there are others like from the Art Deco collection right. that you put one of those down. And that can house two people in a bed. Mm -hmm. So, But the space saver is the bug beds. And once you unlock Vault 81, it's kind of fun to use the vault stuff in other settlements. Yeah. I've done that. It's, it's like, okay, here's... 88, actually. Oh, 88. That's right. There's a 81 as well, but 88 is the one that you unlock and becomes your settlement. Yeah. Especially if you want to build, like, a massive power source. Yeah. You just lay <laughs> down a generator because you can do that before you can do the one that generates 100. You mm -hmm. need, like, a science of four to do that. Yeah. You don't need a science of four to lay down the vault generator. You just need a crap load of nuclear material. Yeah. 
and it's pretty funny that you can lay down one of the bigger generators before one of the smaller ones. Well, and the beauty of Vault 88 is that you can mine so much uranium. Yeah. Like, so much. Yeah, and you get a lot of nuclear material off certain critters, too. Yep. So, it works. We've got a cat climbing all over. Yeah, he's climbing he's about. Yep. So, uh, another tricky achievement was the 100,000 Nuka tickets mm -hmm. from the arcade. And there's this cool trick you can do using just like your design stuff for settlements where you go into your Nuka world stuff. And you can use this little trick where you put the hoop shot onto a carpet. And once you do that, the carpet and the hoop shot kind of fuse together. And when you move the carpet, you move the machine with it. And yeah, but if, if you move just the machine, it doesn't move the carpet. No, you have to move the carpet. And yeah. by that, if you can align the hoop, you can put three machines as long as you can get to the coin slot and the ticket turn out. Mostly the coin slot, the tickets will come out anyway. You can triple the amount of things you'll get. And then tell them how you played it. Well, you just palm the basketball like... So you, you pick like it Like you up. pick it up with your, I guess, X button. You hold it, you hold it down yep. so that you pick it up. And then you use your crouch button to go up and down. And you can do that really rapidly. And you can make like 3,000 tickets in a pop. And mm, in no time at all, I had 100,000. Yeah, that was probably the hardest one. Yeah, it was tricky. And getting the hoops aligned was really tricky too because it's not an exact science, you know. Yeah. You kind of have to eyeball it. See, I do not have the patience for that crap. Yeah. And then, <laughs> of course, having to do... The Brotherhood and the Institute missions, which are horrible. Yeah, I hate those. Because both of them, you have to go into the railroad and take out... All your friends. All your friends, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even the people you just met and talked to for a little bit. Because they didn't do a whole lot of railroad missions the last time. Yep. But you still have to go in and wipe them out. It made me feel sick both times that I had yep. to do it. I feel much better taking out the Brotherhood and the Institute than I do of taking out the Railroad. Yeah. Well, the Brotherhood are dicks. The Institute are dicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. The Railroad's trying to help people. Yep. And the Minutemen, too, trying to help people. Yep. It's about survival of the Wastelanders. And then with the Nuka World, if you're helping those people out, the Raiders... You don't want to help them. I never have once done that. Never once. Yeah, I did the DLC stuff too. So I had to help the raiders and take over my own settlements and then win them back. Yeah, I did not do that because yeah. I, I'm i just like, I've gone through the Brotherhood missions. I've gone through the Institute missions. I, I'm not doing this again. So basically, I get as far as becoming the, the overboss. Uh-huh. And then immediately I go and talk to the doctor in the market. And she's like, well, you could just get rid of the raiders. Yeah. And I'm like, deal. And then I start killing. <laughs> I think you could work with the raiders to the point where the disciples break off or somebody breaks off that you haven't been treating well. Yeah, it, There's always one. Yeah. It just depends on who you give what to. Yeah. Like when you go to the different areas of nuka world mm -hmm. and you give this one to this group and this one to if you give them all to one group then definitely the other two are going to get pissed super pissed off yeah and then that starts a war and so you can use the guy you sided with to take on the other ones and so you don't have to take them all on at once but at the same time you still have to work with them to get there which is frustrating i know. I, I love just taking them all out yeah especially with the bfg oh yeah 
basically, I just walked into the disciples and they weren't, they were having their conversation like they do. And I'm like, I pull out my BFG, fire three shots and all three of them, all three of the leaders are dead. Wow. And everyone who was immediately in the vicinity also. Nice. <laughs> because BFG. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. That's pretty cool. So yeah, so since I finished that off, I started Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Already found all the backpacks. Fabulous. Already took all the landmark pictures, and my OCD was not allowing me just to snap and go. Oh no no! I had to line it up, make sure I had a good of proper image. You did. Absolutely. Had it nicely framed, mm -hmm. which was tricky in some instances. Like taking a shot of the cathedral was like, how do I do this? There's nowhere to. If you want a you know decent picture, you have to be really up close. Otherwise, you're taking a top down picture of it. Well, you're taking the picture of Spider-Man, so yeah. yeah. There's just no convenient spot to get a really good head-on picture of it, like I did with like the Natural History Museum and some of the other things. But I like the touches on the landmarks to Marvel Comics, like the alias investigations, and in your backpacks you'll have like the business card for the, <laughs> you know, Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Avengers Tower there. Yeah. It's, uh, I know it's challenging to get used to, yeah. especially, it's it's not, you don't play it like any other game ever. It's just, it's different. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of God of War. It's, it, the combat does anyway. A bit. That yeah. You can chain these combos together and you have this dodge feature and I've really taken a liking to the swing kicks oh the swing kicks are the best especially after a dodge mm -hmm. like i'll do an uppercut to punch somebody into the air and then i'll do a combo on them while in the air and then somebody gets a bead on me with their gun and you can see the spidey senses go that's when you dodge and then hit the i guess square button to do a swing kick and hit whoever's nearby <laughs> Yeah, I I love that the stronghold missions mm -hmm. are training you to use certain maneuvers, right? Because they give you little tasks to do. It's like you can you can defeat everyone in the stronghold, but if you do this number of swing kicks mm -hmm. and this number of shield grabs, it's etc., you know, and stuff like that, you get extra points. I've been unlocking those as well. Yeah, those are like. Fun. Uh, web three people to walls. Yep, I love webbing people to walls. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite. No, it's really hard to do because they have to be near a wall, but you can also web them to the floor if they get knocked down and then you web shoot them. Yeah, and you can web them to vehicles. I've done yep, that too. I've done that. I've webbed somebody to a trunk. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, and then having somebody shoot RPGs after you every once in a while, you'll get this beeping in your spidey senses and you have this tracker on you. It's like, oh no. Yeah. I had that happen when I was just swinging through New York. Oh, wow. And I was swinging so fast it couldn't keep up with me. So I just had this target <laughs> on me the whole time until suddenly I was out of range and That's I was funny. fine. Yeah, I remember those days. Don't you love the characters, though, how well they're designed? Really like uh, Mary Jane. She's super cool. I like Mr. Lee. Peter's quips are fun. He's actually really funny. It's mm -hmm. like, is this a rent party? Because I could really use some money to pay rent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, drug dealing is one of my top five worst crimes or bottom. How does that, however that works. <laughs> he's doing spider cop with his police friend. Oh, that's so funny. I what's, love that. What's her name? Yuri, Yuri. I want to say. Yeah, I think it's Yuki, Yuri, something like that. Yuri, I think. Yeah. Because I played it pretty recently. 
at it yesterday. I believe you. Longest night ever, because I was collecting stuff before doing the docks mission mm -hmm. to investigate Fisk. This night lasted almost as long as an actual night. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a long night. I have trouble with the carjackings to not take damage, but apparently there's a trick. There's a bulletproof perk, mm -hmm. and if you put that on, then you don't take damage from getting shot at. And that might be the trick because it's hard to avoid yes. gunfire and track down the car at the same time. Agreed. It just doesn't work. The bulletproof one is a really good one anyway. Yeah, I should work on beefing that up so I can unlock that yes. uh, part of it. But yeah, I've been having fun with it. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't this big knee-jerk reaction to the environmentalism in it. Well, that's because people who play Spider-Man are probably not dicks. <laughs> what is it? The Osborne son, I forget his. Harry. Not Harry Osborne has been d doing these uh, scientific studies using Oscorp, but doing what his mother wanted, which she was an environmentalist. Mm -hmm. And of course, Norman isn't. Uh, yeah, and gee, so, surprise. Yeah, he's threatening to shut down these little projects that Harry has going on and like checking, you know, the purity of the water, purity of the air. A wildlife throughout New York. There's one with pipes. Ugh. Yeah, there's one I couldn't do because of steam mm -hmm. heating. Because it's nighttime, I can't see them smoking. Mm -hmm. And there's a time limit on what you can do. Agree. So I'm going to yeah. have to wait till it's daytime to go back and do that because I can't it's hard. do it at all. I can't see. I can't see where the smoke's coming from, so it's pointless. Yeah, that one's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's the most time relevant one because all the steam pressure is building up and things are going to explode but mm -hmm. i can't find the vents to use my webbing to pull them out so i it's just futile yeah there's one that i have never been able to finish and i can't remember which one it is because it's just too hard that sounds like it might be the one no i finished that oh, one. okay i finished that one that one's difficult no there was another one and i can't remember it had to do with weather ah Lightning in, strikes. Oh, I haven't done that one yet. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I wait. Because I, I have to progress further in the game because I think it deals with shocker. Maybe. No. Okay. Okay. No, it's actual weather. Right. But yeah, I had this thing. You can't do this now until you unlock this other thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's that. But anyway, yeah. I, I just, I'm like, okay, I've, I've tried this 20 times. My fingers hurt. I'm going to stop. Because yep. it's hell on your index and thumb yeah, on I your right hand. Yeah, my my fingers were a little sore after that from swinging around and getting into combat. Yep. And you've been playing a video game. Yeah, you know what else makes my thumb and forefinger hurt? What's Final that? Fantasy VII <laughs> Remake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love it. It is beautiful. It is amazing. It's wonderful. It's seamless between movie scenes and gameplay. Right. I mean, it just, it's that good. And luckily, once you finish the game, you can skip to different chapters and pick up stuff you missed. Because there are some things that I have missed. And there are some side quests I didn't know about. So I'm doing it this time with an online guide to make sure <laughs> I get all my shit. Nice. The nice thing is, is that you can skip the talky bits. You can just hold down the triangle button and uh, and it'll tell you, oh, you can skip this. And so you just hold it down until the little circle fills and then it skips. Oh, nice. So uh, I, I was overjoyed when I found out that Tyler Hecklin was the voice of Sephiroth. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, dude, you are good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different and yet the same. 
there are certain dialogue lines that are absolutely exactly the same as the original. But whereas in the original game, it's about six hours of game time before you get out of Midgar. Right. This is all Midgar. You don't <laughs> get out until the very end. Wow. And then you don't get to explore because part two is going to do that. Right. Which I'm guessing is about two years away. Mm, holy crap. Yeah, I know. But I saw somebody... Uh, rated it a 10 out of 10 game oh i i had oh it's amazing i'm saying it's a must play it oh it well the thing is sephiroth starts showing up way earlier mm -hmm. and a lot of cloud's flashbacks are kind of just like horror movies <laughs> scenes because there's this one after you've you know bombed reactor one except i'm not going to go into what's going on there but uh you're you split up you're trying to get to the train and uh you see sephiroth and I'm like, wait, what? Huh. What? What? Is he hallucinating? Nope, he wasn't hallucinating. But he's have every time he gets one of these flashbacks, everything goes, goes kind of grainy and leached of color. And while you're doing this first, what you think may be a flashback, but really turns out not to be, following Sephiroth through the city, uh, everything's on fire. Oh. Like, everything is on fire. And it's just horrifying. <laughs> like, and you can't run. You're like staggering. So it's very slow trudge. Just basically across the street and down an alley and turn a corner. And oh, he's really here. It's like Silent okay. Hill 2. Yeah. So, and there's, everything has just been expanded. One thing I absolutely adore is Aerith and Tifa's relationship. Oh, nice. It is no longer this com competition for a guy. Mm-hmm. They are good friends. They oh. support each other. They like each other. And they've got each other's backs. Nice. And that is wonderful. I love that instead of this, you know, competing thing, which is so 1990s. But, you know, it was the time the first one was made. Mm -hmm. But uh, the graphics are brilliant. The world is so much bigger. Midgar is so much bigger. And everything is... Well, there are certain things that are harder, and as in harder on the emotions than they were in the original. Right. Because you spend more time with certain people, and then they're dead. Yep. More invested. Because also, when it's not just text-based, mm -hmm. I could see how you'd relate to characters more. Yeah. The voice acting, fabulous. Nice. Barrett is so over the top. Yeah, he's shouting all the time. Almost all the time. When he gets quiet, that's when you need to be worried. Yeah. When he starts, you know, saying stuff real low and quiet, you are in trouble. Mm -hmm. Super trouble. Every aspect of it. Climbing ladders is so much easier, can I just tell you? It <laughs> is just, nice. you can, I and mean, you can also speed up while you're climbing a ladder. Mm. And you can also slide down a ladder yeah. like you do. The combat is not turn-based. It is basically real-time. However... You can use commands like to activate a summon or to activate your limit break or to activate a special ability. And the limit breaks are different now and a, a lot more powerful, to be honest, once <laughs> you get higher level. Um, the weapons are different. I mean, the weapons are the same sort of thing. I mean, materia slots, different yeah. uh, attributes, etc. But now your weapons level up. Oh, that's nice. They each have cores to them oh. that you that gives a set number of abilities that you can unlock with skill points. And you get skill points by going up levels. Right. So your weapons level up with you. And 
in this particular installation of the game, this first part, you get a maximum of six weapons. And each one has its own special move. Mm. One of the ones that I like the best, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's the one that I have right now, which I think is Twin Stinger. It basically looks a bit like the Apocalypse Blade, but it's more curvy. And it's not red. Um, mm. <laughs> but it, it has this thing where you can guard against an attack and then it immediately goes into the limit break. Oh, wow. So... And a lot of things that used to be limit breaks are now special abilities that you can use just oh. every as long as you build up your ATB thing. Because it's, it's turn-based in that regard. Like, the minute the battle starts, your ATB oh. starts, gauge starts filling. And you have two bars of it. Some things only take one bar, some things take two bars. Okay. But until, and, and fighting with something, is if you start attacking, that fills it up faster. And then there's Chadley. Chadley is an intern at Shinra. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a teenager, uh-huh. and he's been working on creating new types of materia. The thing is, he's not working for Shinra because he wants to add to their glory. He's trying to take him down from within. Oh. So he gives Cloud all of these particular missions, which is how you get certain materia and certain summons. Yeah. Which I missed one of the summons. Oh no. I got to get Bahamut, man. The summons are different in that they have to decide to help you. Oh. <laughs> you can't just summon them every time you're in battle. Oh. But if a battle is going a certain way and a, one of the summon creatures is like, "Oh, hey, they need help." Hmm. So if it's somebody who's really wailing on you and taking you down physically, the one that's the little cat that, you know, does defensive things i can't remember what it's called a little cat dog sort of thing what is it what is it i can't remember uh anyway it's gone from my head yeah i wouldn't know because i hadn't played it recently so but that one will will show up and help you but they have a certain amount of time that they're there the gauge once they've been summoned the gauge starts going down yep and then once they hit the end of the gauge, they do one powerful attack before they leave. So, which is really fun with Ifrit, because mm. basically his his final attack before he leaves is Hellfire, and it just destroys fucking everything. <laughs> it's just like fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and but one of the unexpected ones, Cactuar, yeah. Cactuar summon that little guy will just run around doing thousand needles oh, at wow. things, and right before he leaves, he does ten thousand needles. Oh wow. So, yeah, that's one of the fun ones. It's just, it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. There was one thing that I failed at the first time, and that was escaping the Shinra building and uh, having to fight off the Shinra people. But then, you know how when you get to the end of the road and there's that thing that comes and you have to fight it when you're at the end. Okay. That's a big, it basically looks like a big armored tortoise or something. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I know what you're It's not an about. actual tortoise. Tortoise is a machine. It's like a tank, but <clears throat> kind of like a turtle tank. Yes, thank you. That's it. You're fighting that, like, the whole way. Yeah. And the first time, I couldn't see the patterns. And by the end of the first time, when I failed, I'm like, okay, I got this. And so I was able to pass that part the second time. But man, my fingers really hurt after oh, that. Oh, yeah. Because you have to hit this button, but you have to hold this button to speed up. Now you have to break with this button so that you don't get this attack and just. Mm. And now you got to avoid all of these things that when you hit them, they take your health down. So the nice thing was is that up until that point, in between groups of people, Shinra people who were coming after us, uh, Red Thirteen would give me a potion. He'd just throw a potion at huh, me, nice. and I would heal back to full health. They have honored 
the original and improved upon it, which is all you can hope for, the best you can hope for with a remake. Oh, yeah. So I give it all of the enthusiastic thumb ups. Thumb ups? Thumbs Thumbs up. up. (laughs) Thumb ups or thumbs up? It's thumbs up. Passers by. Yes. Attorneys general. Yep, exactly. Sisters in law, Mm -hmm. etc. So, yeah, it's fabulous. I have beaten it the first time. Now I'm in the chapter select and trying to get all the stuff I missed. Nice. And it's fun to do the chapter select because you stay at the same level you were when you ended the game. You still Mm -hmm. have all the same stuff. But now I'm going through and getting other stuff. And just like the early, the first area where you go into the Midgar reactor and just killing people with one hit. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm like 36th level and they're level one. Didn't you say you killed like four with one attack? I did. I did. There, Cloud has this thing that's operator mode and punisher mode. And if you have punisher mode on, you just, you reach more people at once. They were all clustered together in a line. And so I just ran up to him and I hit, I put him in punisher mode and did his regular punisher mode attack and just, they're all on the floor. (laughs) So, yeah. Good times. Love the game. And it actually makes me want to go back and play the original again. (laughs) I'm not surprised because you've played that game a lot. A hundred times at least. Because you're somebody who likes to rewatch movies, reread books, and play video games over and over again. There's a comfort in it. Well, Final Fantasy VII, the original, is a huge game. Yep. It's absolutely huge. But with the uh, digital version that they made ported for ps4 mm-hmm. it has some extra bells and whistles like yeah, like speeding I, it up you can speed things up but i also call there's one thing i call god mode which nah. uh eliminates a lot of the level grinding need right. because you turn that on and every battle that you're in you start the battle with full magic points full health and full limit break bar right so and as long as you don't get killed in that first turn yeah. You're going to automatically heal and you can just do a limit break over and over and over, which makes it uh, very easy to beat some of the bosses. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just like, come on, I don't want to spend 20 hours in this fucking forest. Oh, wait, I have to do that to find Yuffie. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, things work very differently as far as materia in the remake like when you have one reach max level it doesn't generate another one it doesn't have a baby and some of the things are named differently like the cleansing materia is the one that removes poison and then eventually removes all status effects Uh uh-huh so that's the one that's poisona and isuna Mm. but it's called the cleansing materia and i'm just like wait what And then there's the warding material. That's barrier. Oh. So it creates physical barriers and then Interesting. magical barriers and then physical and magical barriers. It's like they went in and update the regionalization of it as well. It's like, okay, this word doesn't exactly mean what we are kind of mean. So yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. Barrier is still called barrier. Warding is something else. Oh. I forget what it is. But there, there are some that I'm just like, what? And like the sense material, that's now called the assess material, which makes more sense. Right. So anyway, fun time. I'm done talking. There's so yep. much to say, but I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Cool. Um, shirts. Shirts. We've been getting a lot of AEW promotional wrestling tees. Mm-hmm. We have five each now. Is that right? I believe you are correct. 
Yep, because I've got the Lucha Brothers. I've got the Butcher, Bunny, and Blade. I've got one for Allie. I've got Death Triangle. Isn't there another one I have? I don't remember. Because, see, when we went to AEW Live, I got two shirts and you got a hoodie. That's right. So, yeah, I have my hoodie as well. So Yeah, so I have, let's see. I've got to think. I've got to visualize. I have my Chris Statlander shirt. I have my John Moxley shirt. I have two Sammy Guevara shirts now. Yep. There's two more. <laughs> I'm going to have them all eventually. And I have a Jurassic Express nice. one, which is adorable because it's done like Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except his Jurassic Express is so cute. And they've got more shirts available. So Yeah. Well, to be fair... When we've ordered them, we've always been able to get 20% off. So we, right. we wait until they're doing a discount and then we get some because, yeah. Yeah, so now I have a whole bunch of wrestling tees, yep. which is pretty funny. It's awesome. I think it'd be something I never would have had, but I enjoy AEW so much and they're so nerdy. Mm-hmm. So, so nerdy. Yeah. Like, I swear to God that Kenny Omega's one-winged angel thing is the Sephiroth reference. Probably. I He was in Japan for a while, so... I could. I really feel like it is. See it being a video game reference, definitely. <laughs> I should do some research, but I swear that it is. Especially since when he comes out in that jacket that has the black feathers mm-hmm. on the one side, that is the side that has the one wing of Sephiroth. So, yep. you know. It's probably reference. Yeah, they even have a t-shirt for our referee, Aubrey Edwards. Yeah, everybody's favorite ref. Yeah, who else would, like in wrestling, would have a t-shirt promoting the referee? because she's the best she's very popular she is very popular and very cool yep and i like learning more about her on the aw unrestricted podcast yeah she's a podcaster as well so yeah yeah. she's uh she's just fun and i believe she does some of the management stuff for the company as well Mm. well she used to be well she was a trained ballet dancer Mm mm-hmm and she didn't go into ballet she did software development yep uh but and now she's a referee. Yeah, <laughs> that's her passion, though. A referee, and then she does some behind-the-scenes stuff for AEW as well. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of everybody. Yeah, because yeah, they're all kind of in administration in one form or another, like UT Marshall in yeah. production side of things. Brandon Cutler on the creative side of things. Oh, Brandon Cutler. Yeah, bringing Dungeons and Dragons to mm-hmm. wrestling, which is fun. Yep. Well. It's it's amazing how many of the uh, the people there like when they've had guest announcers for AEW Dark like Nyla Rose, mm-hmm. and she was making all kinds of D and D references. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was great. Like, critical hit, critical miss. Oh, he failed his initiative roll. <laughs> points in your charisma. Mm-hmm. Good times. <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's great that he'll uh, tag team with Sunny Kiss. Oh God, those two so, together are the best. Yeah, they really the have best. great respect for one another. Indeed. So yeah, we've been enjoying AEW, been catching up on the Dark, the YouTube series. And we're almost caught up. Yeah. We have very so, little left. After that, and you've been watching the Sammy Guevara His vlogs. vlogs, starting back in like 2015, I started at the beginning. Of course, I do watch the most recent ones as they're released, which is every Tuesday. But I started from the beginning and geez that kid is something he's something special yeah and i'm glad that he's on AEW because he deserves that spotlight <laughs> and he deserved to be the tnt champion god damn it and, yeah and um even talking about him when he's not there 
Yeah. And it's talking about how some of these younger wrestlers come out and they showboat and they mug the camera. And there's only certain people can do that and still win. And Sammy's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that kid. Anyway, some stupidity going on here in the States. Oh, yeah. That's right. And unfortunately, our state is not immune to it because Davis County, which is just south of us. Yep. um, We're kissing cousins. Um, They are starting a soft opening of businesses, etc., and everybody's saying, well, the, all the restrictions will still be in place. No, they won't, though. Yeah. They won't. Because how many people did we see at Target with no masks mm-hmm. and no gloves on doing and, their shopping? And if they're going dining right now when it's about to get into the 70s and 80s temperature-wise, yeah, there's going to be air conditioning on. It's just going to be recycling that air. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's asymptomatic and has it is just going to be spreading it to everybody else in that place yeah it is so stupid yeah it's so stupid and i am so sick of people whining about needing a haircut i am sick of people protesting that they want golf courses to open so that they can go have their luxury things grow the fuck up somebody pointed out that they're not protesting for their own jobs no they're protesting for people to work for them Uh uh-huh as in massages haircuts being golf caddies Mm mm-hmm you know, serving you at a restaurant. They're all service industry people yep. that they want to go back to work for them. Mm-hmm. They're not arguing for their own jobs. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for a couple of weeks from now when yep. cases spike mm-hmm. and more people die. Yeah, I'm expecting to see that in Florida and Kentucky and several other places. Well, and here. Yeah, here now. But that's what he does. And people still fall for it. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just think that uh, that this is asinine, that uh, having your little luxuries is not worth other people dying. No, it isn't. It's not. Yeah, these are other people's lives you're messing with. Yeah. Just for your own convenience. And the people who want to reopen schools, fuck them too. Yep. Fuck you, Dr. Oz. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Because what did you say? Only 2 and 3%? might die do you know how much two or three percent of all school children in this country is that's over a million children so it's okay with you if a million children died just so you can reopen schools that's not acceptable to me okay rant over (laughs) yeah so there's stupidity and yeah you would still see people without masks or gloves at the gas station without gloves Mm -hmm. that kills me Mm -hmm. because people are touching metal which they've shown that the virus can thrive on for some time hours and just unprotected touching nozzles of gas pumps the buttons to you know enter your pin all of those things yeah Uh, how quickly people grow impatient and want their little lives back our lives are never going to be the same except it this has fundamentally changed the way we do everything well, Sawbones was talking about how we don't learn from history. No, we do not. Because the, the Spanish flu should have prepared us. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. But we weren't alive then. Yeah, that was 100 years ago. Yeah. And... That was then. We're so much better now. Yeah. Not against a highly infectious virus that there's no treatment for. <laughs> and not when uh, hospitals are uh, overburdened and under-equipped. Yep. So... Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, done. Okay, ha- uh, uh, let's let's do a dark track, shall we? Let's do a dark track. The Dolly Rots are my favorite contemporary punk rock band. Cat's trying to get my arm. You're so delicious. I'm stiff my hair. Florida-based. Uh, Kelly Ogden on vocals and uh, I believe Luis Bezos on guitar. And they play some really fun, I guess they call it pop punk. Mm, that's a <laughs> good way to describe weird, it. Because to me it seems like it's an oxymoron because punk is supposed to be so like anti-establishment and stuff and pop is kind of right there with the establishment so <laughs> pop punk is a weird thing but it's a it's a thing but yeah um, cool peppy music a lot of sense of humor in their music as well and we have a cover to play for you this time around happy together which is originally a turtles song indeed yep so we're going to play that and talk about it on the flip side. So here is the Dolly Rots with Happy Together. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the one you love and hold them tight. So happy together. If I should call you up and best a dime And you say you belong to me and ease my mind Imagine how the world could be so very fine So happy together
Lynch. It's very fun. <laughs> yes, she was singing along to it. Well, yeah, because I know the song. Yeah. I like the original, but I like this. It's a lot peppier. Yeah, they really pep it up and bring up the tempo and really get into it during the chorus in particular. But they keep the spirit of the original. Absolutely. Kind of the trippy little bits in the stanzas Mm -hmm. when they slow it down a bit. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of in a minor key until the chorus. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, hey. And then it's like, hey! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's a good mosh song, I guess, in that respect, because it's slow to fast, and they say that's a good mosh pit kind of song. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I liked it very much. Fun song by a fun band.
right, we're going to get into the topic. Okay, then. Here's to the finest crew in Starfleet. Engage. Welcome to the greatest generation, Deep Space Nine. It's a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are still just a little bit embarrassed about having a Star Trek podcast. I'm Adam Pranica. I'm Ben Harrison. I've thought a lot about the uh, like the tagline of our show, that we're a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. I don't think we realize like how fundamental to the ethic of our show it would wind up being over time. Yeah. When we started the show. Yeah. It's a big part of the thing, you know? It really resonates with people. It it pisses a lot of people off, <laughs> you know? The, the people who aren't embarrassed? Right, and and think that our being embarrassed is somehow a referendum on them not being embarrassed. Boy, what's it like to not be embarrassed by your interests? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I would subscribe to that newsletter. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's cool to be, like, self-affirmative and, and proud of your own shit. It's just not oh, how yeah. I'm wired. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, this isn't an indictment on, on the many good people who are proud nerds of this and, and any other interest. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's always going to be my relationship to this material. Like, I yeah. love it. I love it deeply, but uh, I'm not putting it out on the street. Yeah. There's also the kind of person that's, like, super embattled about their nerdery in a way that I, like, can't really get with, you know? Like, uh, like if you say something, if you say you don't like something that they like, th- then they're pissed off at that. God, I just could not care any less about someone not liking something that I like or right. someone like, liking fine. something More that for I me. don't like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since we're still in quarantine, I think it's about time we get around to one of the current memes that's been going around and that's choosing your quarantine house but we're going to do it a little bit differently we've each selected two good and one bad example of different categories and so there'll be six in each category and at the end we'll roll a d6 to randomly pick who's going to be in our house so there's like a 33% chance that we're going to get like a you know one in three chance we're going to get somebody bad in each category yes and the categories are kind of fun, just nerdy stuff that suits our interests. Indeed. Like TV, movie, video game characters. Yeah, some of, I mean, these are so vast that it's sometimes, it was difficult. They're very, very, think. very broad topics, and so there's a lot to choose from. So I tried to be uh, diverse. And since we have time, we'll probably talk about each in turn to determine, you know, what they'd be like in a quarantine house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Should you have the honors? Uh, I don't care. Should we start with animation category? Animation. Or do you want to go back and forth? Do you want to do your three and I'll do my three? No, I should. we should do my three and then your three. Okay. Otherwise, we're going to get confused. Okay, so in animation, who's your one of your good ones, I guess? Unless you want to go with your bad one first. <laughs> no, my two good ones. My first one is uh, Sophie from Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. Because uh, she gets along with everybody. But she also doesn't take your shit. <laughs> Would you have her as the old woman version of her? Or? Oh, no, no, no. Definitely young Sophie. <laughs> okay. Uh, because she's the same regardless. Yeah. She's the same person. It was just the trappings that were different. 
So, uh, yeah, I would have her. And I would also have, uh, because he would just be fun, I would have Ong from The Last Airbender. Oh, he would be fun. I could see him getting really frustrated being locked up, though. I don't I don't know he, that he necessarily would, because yeah. he could do, you know, fun things in the air. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of why he left the airbenders in the first place to go off on his own thing as he was feeling kind of cooped up and pressured yeah well then he got well that was the thing he wouldn't be pressured to do anything yeah because he didn't really want to be the avatar that's true you know that was something that basically was chosen for him by fate or whatever and so he didn't really want to do that and use his whirlwind powers to keep the virus away yeah, but then he got frozen in the ocean. But anyway, and, and, yeah. so yeah, I would. I think that Ong would be a lot of fun. Yeah, so. he'd be fun. Sophia liked too because she's a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, she'd definitely keep the peace in the house because yeah, if she can handle all the bad personalities in the moving castle mm-hmm. and without any stress, it's like well, saintly. She even got the Witch of the East to was it the Witch of the Wastes? That's it. The Witch of the Wastes to, you know, not be as horrible. <laughs> so, how do you do that? I mean, she actually tried to help that woman. Sophie was my first choice, definitely, nice. as far as anybody for animation. Yeah, Nong would be fun, yeah. Yeah. So, worst one I can think of? Zim. Zim. Yeah. Invader Zim. Mm, I mean, there's some bad ones I can think of, but he would be the most fucking annoying. Always screaming mm-hmm. always at like 110 percent yeah always just trying to take over everything everything's yeah. a, a dastardly plan yeah undermining everybody else in the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to replace their brains or something weird like that yep it's very dark in fact the creator of invader zem wanted it to be darker than they'd allow him to <laughs> Yep. Because, like, oh, actually, that kid should probably be dead. He had his brain removed. Yep. Totally should be dead. <laughs> Absolutely should be dead. My good ones. First one's really obscure. It's from the movie Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. It's post-apocalyptic film about these evolved animals that play rock and roll. I remember. And, yeah. <laughs> I want Dizzy, which is kind of the heavyweight. I guess he's a rat. Nice. I like him because he's smart. He's like the brain of the group. And he's also practical. And I'd get along with him because we could talk music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just seems more laid back and cautious of of the whole band. He's the one that's looking around like, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> and it's nice to have that kind of mindset in a situation where it's like somebody who's who's cautious who'll evaluate a situation go i don't think so for my other good pick gwen from total drama island the goth chick nice because we both like the same music and be fun just kind of hanging out and just recommending things to each other or just listening to stuff together fantastic and she's super cool cool fashion with her kind of bluish purple hair and she's one of the cooler characters from that bizarre cartoon now my bad one rick from rick and morty oh god yes immediate personality Mm -hmm. conflict Mm -hmm. i would loathe being around that guy i would too so self-centered and just constantly being drunk and and yeah so gross gross those gross teeth Mm -hmm. no thank you so yeah there's no way i'd go anywhere near rick yeah (laughs) yeah I guess the next category, 
book characters. This could include comic books too. Yes, and I have a little bit of a mix there. One of these may seem like a cheat, but was in a book, was in more than one book, so it qualifies. Right. First one, Steve Rogers. Oh, Captain no Nurse shit, right? Yeah. Uh, not just Man Candy, but also <laughs> another peacekeeper, another peacemaker. Uh, natural leader. Natural leader also will not take your shit. Yep. So if you're being a dick, he's going to let you know in no uncertain terms. And does the right thing. Always does the right thing. Yeah. And then my other good one is Sylvia Tilly. She, ah. she was in books, so she qualifies. Interesting. Because also a peacemaker, oh. extremely compassionate, and funny. Makes me wonder what's in your TV then. You will see. Wow. <laughs> so. Nice little uh, use of the rules there. Oh, yeah. I've, I've done it more than once. <laughs> I was so. tempted to. as like, okay, that really fits more in that category than that one. So I'll have to. Yeah, I had to really kind of finagle things around to get them to fit in the right categories. But yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem. If they're in a book, they're in a book. Well, and she's also been in comics as yeah. well. She was in the um, mm-hmm. the Mirror Universe comics for Discovery. Well, she had a Star Trek book specifically about her. She's the main character in a book. Yeah, so The Weight of the Stars, which that, was a, an absolute amazing book that I read in one day. Loved it. So. Oh yeah, you'd get on perfectly with her because you're very similar mm-hmm. and you have like similar background and similar hang-ups and that sort of thing so and i would never tell her to stop talking yeah never just i would just listen to her all day talk science all day mm-hmm. uh so the worst one i could well not the worst one i could think of but one of the worst thing what people that i could pick from this one is from a book also a movie but i chose from book dolores umbridge oh god She'd be making rules around the house that everybody had to follow. And And punishing people with that special quill that makes it scar your hand when you're writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a horrid individual. Very bad. And absolutely believes she's always right. Oh, that's the worst. I I can see some of the other... I could actually see some of the other bad people just uniting to kill her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, she does kind of represent that part of education, you know, the the one that sides with with dictators and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. My first good one, Merle Highchurch. Yes! <laughs> from the Adventure Zone comics. I almost picked someone from Adventure Zone. Because I think I'd get along with him best, is he's basically a hippie dwarf mm-hmm. who worships Pan. He's a cleric. So he'd have healing abilities, not that he ever uses them. But he'd be cool to hang out with. Funny, naturally funny dude. Really good at the the puns and the quips. And very laid back and kind of at that beach life kind of (laughs) attitude. I almost, for my bad one, picked Taco. (laughs) Oh, that would be... He'd cook for us. That'd be the good thing. He would cook for us, but he would be so fucking annoying. Oh, everything would be about him. Yeah, he would never pitch in and help with anything unless it was cooking. Uh, Second book choice, and similar to Gwen, is Raven from the Titans. Nice! Another one that we could just talk music and hang out, and she could cast spells and crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 
But I, I thought about her as well, but I thought, I bet Dave picks her. So. Yep, and I could see her and Gwen hanging out and getting along famously. Absolutely. So, yeah, unless they're too similar. And sometimes when you run across somebody who's a lot like you, <laughs> kind of your self-hatred comes out and you start not liking them. Well, then that's that's on you. Yeah. Because I if I come across someone that's a lot like me, I would not do that. Well, look at Tilly. Yeah. You'd get along famously, even exactly. if there are similarities. There's enough difference. A lot similar. Well, that's the thing. No two people are exactly alike. Yeah. So. Now, uh, my worst one, Chip Lambert, who is one of the characters from, what's his name? Kasdan's Corrections. Uh, It's this book that was released about 10 days before 9-11. But it's actually, people have since said that it kind of characterizes the state of America after 9-11 as how weird we are (laughs) yeah we are weird look at the nation right now but it's a character who was trying to write a screenplay and just about everything was a reference to somebody's breasts whenever he described a character (laughs) female character he went to russia and was working for some kind of scam company but at the end he ends up being like the best character out of the family and it kind of felt a little bit like autobiographical Mm. Of him writing himself into the novel and saying that the other members of his family were worse than he was when really they're not. (laughs) Chip had his own hang-ups and I just did not like the character. And I did not like that the author approved of the character so much. So he was Mary Sue? Kind of felt like it. Mm. Yeah. That all the members of the family, I guess because they weren't total screw-ups, were hypocrites because they were messed up he was messed up and honest about it, I guess, was the point. Oh, so what? Yeah. So it was that like, sounds horrible. No, thank you. I would just, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just kind of the screw-up of the family who's fine with being the screw-up. Yeah. No, thank you. I guess that brings us to movies, am I correct? Yes. So my first good one, and this one's a little bit of a cheat, because to be fair, the first time I saw this character was in a movie. Right. Although comics did exist prior to the movie. And that would be Baymax. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that works because the movie's so different than the comics anyway. It's like yes. its own thing. It is its own thing. And Baymax could take care of everybody. Yeah, he'd be a nurse. He'd probably figure out a vaccine, actually. <laughs> yeah, he could probably create a vaccine could, faster than our human brains could do it. Yeah, concoct it and work it in his own little like, installed lab or something. Yeah, plus he's just adorable. Yeah, he's adorable. And he gives hugs. Mm-hmm. And so can be heated, so you can lay on him like he's a heated sofa. Mm-hmm. That's also really good. <laughs> he has, he's, his hands can be used as defibrillators. Yeah, they can. So, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's got many, many good features besides the fact that he's just adorable. Yes. So uh, I just uh, appreciate that. Uh, the, the second one, <laughs> this may sound like like a what, but again... Technically, when you, when you really look at the character, again, a peacemaker, mm-hmm. Ellen Ripley. I'm going to have to change one of mine, man. Oh, no! <laughs> that, was, that was my second choice for movie, but <laughs> let's talk about quarantine. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about that. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that says, you should have fallen procedures. And if they've just listened to her, it would have never happened. Yeah, she she was the commanding officer, mm-hmm. and Ash went against her. Yep. He was insubordinate. Wow. And because he had been given a different directive that none of them knew about. But she she would keep everybody in line. But at the same time, she's not without compassion. She still has a lot of compassion. She's 
the best of all worlds. I'm surprised that we both chose one that was the same. Because she's got such a strong head on her shoulders. She's another very practical, very cautious character. Mm -hmm. And she also has that rise to meet difficulties rather than those people that fall apart. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't know how to do something, she learns. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know how to use this gun. Teach me. Mm -hmm. And then when... um, Hicks is showing her the, how to use the gun. She's like, what's this? He says, the, that's the grenade launcher. I, I don't know if you want to mess with that. And she's like, you started this. Show me everything. <laughs> Show me everything. I can handle myself. And he's like, yeah, I noticed. Oh, man. <laughs> going to make choosing a movie character going to tricky. Oh, boy. No, don't choose a different one. So that gives us a double chance of having her. Well, we each get our own quarantine houses, right? No, I was going to do one for both of us because we live together. They're going to be in the same space together. Well, no, I think you should still keep Ripley. So we have a double chance. So basically you have a one in three chance of getting Ellen Ripley in our... It's a possibility. All right. Uh Uh-oh, the bad one. The bad one. (laughs) Although I'd probably find him entertaining at first. Loki would not do well in captivity. Oh, no. And he'd be playing tricks on everybody. He'd be like having a prankster in the house. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a nightmare. Oh, he'd have his, like one of his holograms in the house and he'd be outside doing whatever. Mm -hmm. Probably contracting it and bringing it to the house. Well, he's a god, so maybe Yeah, maybe he would not get sick. Yeah. So, I just, yeah. I'm just like, that would be fun, but it (laughs) wouldn't. After about five minutes. Yeah, he could be insufferable. His resentment and jealousy of everybody else, too, because that's just Loki's quality, is to resent everyone else for not having what he has or wants or whatever. Well, he, he got better. Yeah. After Ragnarok, <laughs> he really seemed to have turned a corner there. Mm. And then he got killed. Yep. But then through time travel. <laughs> yeah, because of... Uh, it's not the Infinity Cube. It's the it's an Infinity Stone. The te- mm. They call it the Tesseract in the movies. That's not what they yeah. called it in the comics, which is fine. Tesseract is more fun. Yeah. So, yeah. The Cosmic Cube, mm-hmm. I think it is. Yeah, which is not a great name. No, it's very comic booky. Yep. All right, we're on movies. Yes. My first pick, What's Worth from Clue? Tim yes! Curry. Yes! Except um, he's really Mr. Body. He's just very pleasant. Would serve everybody keep the house in order and another kind of practical choice (laughs) especially if you have a lot of madcap people in the house he's the one to kind of put a lid on it all Mm -hmm. much like he does in the movie you got all these big personalities and he's there just kind of keeping everything orderly yes and during the investigation and making a lot of the choices so and it's tim curry i mean hanging out the house with the with a Tim with Curry With a young character. Tim Curry would be great. Yep. Ellen Ripley, of course. Uh, my worst, Jared Leto's character from Blade Runner oh, 2049. Hell. Yes. Oh, the just worst. being unnecessarily weird because that's just a method actor thing is to put in way too much than you need and just chew the scenery. Yeah, and that that's the only thing about that movie that I don't like. Yep, and those weird clicking things around him as he just makes vague references. And he's cruel, too, because his whole thing about clones and trying to get them pregnant so he doesn't have to manufacture them anymore. He's just creating a slave race. Mm-hmm. Horrible individual. Oh, gosh, where have we seen that before? Like, everywhere. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, Blade Runner. Yeah, but... I, 
just would not stand being around that guy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Television. This is going to come as no surprise to anyone. Chuck would be so much fun. <laughs> Definitely. Plus, uh, I'm, I'm going Chuck, who still has the intersect, so he'd be a font of information and abilities. Oh, nice. Anytime we he, ever needed them. He'd just have to flash, mm-hmm. which doesn't always trigger the way it should. Well... It usually does. It, it usually does. It just... It gets, he gets a lot better at that, like in seasons three. Yeah. I would definitely want Chuck around. Other person, <laughs> again, probably no surprise, Beardy Spock. Beardy Spock. Definitely okay. Beardy Spock. Post-institutionalized. Yes. Once he's got his mind back. Once he's been to Talos Four, and the Talosians have set his mind right. Right. Uh, yes, that Beardy Spock. After, after he has um, has forgiven Burnham and they're, they're friends again. Right. He's understanding the scope of how everybody fits into everything and has a sense of humor <laughs> beardy spock in the space outfit with the nice butt no that's so uncomfortable okay no i'm fine with just his his normal vulcan clothes um vulcan clothes that's a weird yeah. <laughs> vulcan clothes yeah well you know his just normal outfits i mean yep. vulcans have outfits they yeah. have a certain aesthetic it's just a weird turn of phrase vulcan clothes well this is opposed to his starfleet uniform because yep. beardy spock would look weird in a starfleet uniform shorn spock looks fine in a mm-hmm. starfleet uniform but beardy spock looks good in casual clothes yeah so Plus, you know, he could mind meld with people if he, if anybody was lying or being deceitful. And we were like, oh, well, let's yep. find out for real. Also practical, good head on the shoulders. Yep. Logical. Yep. We need logical. some logic up yep. in there. And uh, science officer, too. So he yeah. understand the science of infection. Yep. So that would that would just be absolutely my two favorite yep. people to have from television. There were so many to choose from, but I chose those two. Um, plus good eye candy. Anyway. <laughs> it's not about the eye candy yep. ever. There are so many worse people I could think of, but I, I'm trying to think of someone who would absolutely drive me insane mm-hmm. to be confined with, and that is Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, God. <laughs> he would drive oh, me wow. crazy. Well, he'd always everyone. be flirting with you, yeah. more than likely, and just... Being being gross. Yeah, being gross and... And yeah, I'm not even going to talk about the sexual fetishes. Yep. Um, Trimming our bushes to appear to be like vaginas. and. I thought that was um, the other guy. Oh, which one's? Um, why can't I remember his name? What, the Matthew Berry one? No, Am I getting... Matthew Berry is Laszlo. Right, that's the one that was trimming. Oh, he was? I thought it shrubs. was the other one. No. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Anyway, yeah, he would drive me nuts. Yeah, I guess it's me now, huh? All mm-hmm. right. Television, Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation. Yes! Because he's a nerd. Yes! Let's play Cones of Dunshire all day. And it's Adam Scott. And it'd be great just to be hanging out with Adam Scott, being super nerdy. As opposed to how he normally is? Yeah. Which is super nerdy? <laughs> yep. <laughs> just a very nerdy version of Adam Scott. It's so fun. And since he knows about politics and city planning, he could probably explain why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> of course. Because she's not going to put up with anybody's shit. Mm-hmm. She's going to be straight with you. There's no nonsense. It's like what she thinks of you, she'll tell you right to your face. Yep. And there's something refreshing in that kind of honesty. Is like, yeah, you're cool. You're not. That, and she's adorable. She is so fun. Uh, let's see. My worst is, this might need a bit of an explanation, but it's Matthew Brock who 
is Andy Dick from News Radio. Oh God, yes. Because I cannot stand Andy Dick, and again, there's kind of this self-involved nature to him, and always being on and probably on drugs as mm-hmm. well, and, and making irrational or poorly thought out decisions. Yep. Being impulsive and me 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 me. Mm-hmm. I would not stand that. Video games? Video games. Um, sorry. I, I, I think I, I broke her with Andy Dick. Uh, you broke me. You broke me with a dick. Anyway, yep, I did break you with dick. Video games. This one was hard because there were so many great choices. Yeah. But for my uh, my two good ones, my first one, uh, Tifa Lockhart from the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah. Because she is just cool. And she can kick your fucking ass. Can probably make a damn drink, too. Yeah, she's damn very good. Drink. She's good at cooking, and she's good at making drinks. Mm-hmm. She's got a heart of gold, that one. Yeah. So she would be just really great to hang out with. The other person who is one of my favorite people from Fallout 4, Deacon. <laughs> what? Speaking of the railroad, <laughs> I never got on with Deacon. He was always telling weird stories. Well, yeah, he, he he does lie a lot, but then when you actually hear his true story, it's just like, oh, God, dude, I'm mm. so sorry. But he says one of the most profound things in the game is basically during one of those times where you're like, no, you're lying. He's uh. like, yeah, you got me, but there are going to be other people who are going to tell you stuff and they give you their own same spoon-fed bullshit. Yeah. And... You're going to have to make a choice. So don't listen to the words. Look at their actions. Look at what they're doing, what they're asking you to do. Uh-huh. And that is so smart. So, But he's just funny because, you know, just his little things like, and I wanted to spend the day reading Proust, but you had to ruin it. <laughs> nice. Just funny things like that. Mm-hmm. He's just fun. It's actually kind of scary when he gets serious. It's like, oh, no, Deacon's being serious. This is real. Did you ever have a glitch where his wig would come off and he'd be bald all of a sudden uh no he he just does that oh okay because he's done face swaps and stuff like that in the past people make a a, you know illusions that high high rise Mm. does he's like what you've had that face for like three months man (laughs) yeah because i just turned around and suddenly wouldn't have hair anymore yeah he changes clothes all the time and he he sometimes has hair and sometimes crazy i thought it was some kind of glitch or something it's like why are you bald all of a sudden nope it's really funny when you actually catch him changing clothes because he'll be standing there and all of a sudden he's in his underwear and you're like, Deacon, <laughs> we are in public. Yes. <laughs> and then he's putting on a different outfit. So, yeah, I, I get such a kick out of him. So the most annoying person I could think of in video games, well, there are a lot of them, but the mm-hmm. most annoying I could think of to be in quarantine with would be Ashley Graham from Resident Evil 4 because ah. she would never fucking stop whining. Oh, <laughs> she would just always be complaining about everything. And she's a little a society girl. Her dad uh. was the president. And so she's always got everything that she ever wanted. And people just come in and rubs, grab her, start walking off with her over their shoulder. And you have to yep. go back and get her back. <laughs> yep. 
Exactly. <laughs> Babysitter the whole time. Except in the PS4 version, once you've uh, unlocked the alternate costumes and she has the suit of armor oh, costume. Yeah. And then the camp carrier because she's they, so heavy. Yeah, they pick her up and then they fall down on mm. one knee and it gives you time to shoot them mm. so that she can get away. But the same thing happens like when she's jumping down from a ladder into Leon's arms mm-hmm. and he like goes down on one knee and as he's getting up, he's holding his back. Yep. Now that was good video game <laughs> animation cracked me up every time nice okay video games gex the gecko because nice. you basically have dana gould mm-hmm. and this is before geico took the gecko as their spokesperson oh yeah well before it's basically that but without the british accent it's dana mm-hmm. gould doing basically stand-up riffs and doing impressions yep very pop culture so again, it'd just be somebody funny in the house that could make references with you. Mm-hmm. When you're watching TV, you could mystery science theater stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And absolutely. It'd just be a fun guy to do uh, watch television and movies with. Uh, Lei Fong, uh, so she could teach me Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yep. <laughs> but super cool as well. Considering it's a martial art that mastery takes years and years and years to be at the level she is considered as young as she is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. My worst is Duke Nukem. Oh, God. Because it just be bravado and just misogynist jokes. And the worst of 80s influences. Mm-hmm. Just a pastiche of Arnieisms. And being old, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just old and outdated and why so yeah duke nukem would be my absolute worst i considered doing leisure suit larry from those games well thank you for not but duke nukem kind of won out for that for me yep all right our final category and this one's was probably tough for you no no you this one was the easiest one of the bunch okay professional wrestlers their persona, anyway. Their personas. So this is going to come as no surprise. Sammy Guevara. Nice. Because no matter how conceited he may seem, he's really not that way in real life. But he's still very skilled. Yep. And funny. Well, even in the inner circle as his Spanish god persona, he's still all about the team rather than the individual. Mm-hmm. That it's a, you know even though he's got bravado and says he's going to be the greatest, it's all about the inner circle. Yeah. As a functioning team. Second one, Chris Statlander. Ah. <laughs> because she could go around booping everybody. And Galaxy's favorite alien. Yeah. Again, she could kick ass if need be. Being fun, she's adorable. Yeah, as she, well. she's adorable. If you're on the good side, she's going to boop you on the nose, maybe put her hands in your pockets. Mm-hmm. If you're Orange Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> For the bad one, this actually, I've had many choices. Uh huh. Absolutely many choices. But I'm going to go with uh, the exalted one. Oh, yeah, because just staring at you intensely or just complaining about everything. Yes. Somebody would sneeze and he would lose his damn mind. Mm -hmm. Um, He would he would insist on everyone watching him eat and then eating after he had left the room. Once your food is cold. Yeah. Basically would want everyone to be slave to him. So, yeah, he would be absolutely horrifying to have in a quarantine. And boy, and if you did have a beef with him, he'd just like chokeslam you or whatever. Yep. He he could pin you without even trying. Yeah, because he's very big. That dead eye stare. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> All right. My wrestlers, Brandon Cutler. Nice. We could play D&D together. Absolutely. Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. After, especially after hearing her on the mic. 
Because so she's funny. also very nerdy, yeah. but also take no shit kind of personality. Yep. And I think she'd work well to maintaining order in the house. Mm-hmm. And she would beat you down if yeah. you do not. If anybody's going to try some shit, she's going to you know put her foot down and go, no. Uh, but my worst, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, wow, I yeah. I just would not get along with them. Even though I understand from what a lot of people say, he's cool. But I'm talking about Persona, the yeah. beer-chugging, super-uber-Texan, what, guy. Mm-hmm. I would not stand being in the same room with that. My runners-up for worst oh. were Chris Jericho. Yeah, I could see that. And Broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> oh, that would be intolerable, wouldn't it? <laughs> it really would. Do you believe Jimmy Havoc being in with you? Uh, that would actually be one be putting good. staples in his own head or something. No, it's like, what are I, you doing? I, I think he would not do well in quarantine either. Yeah. <laughs> so... Even though I adore him as an announcer, we yep. got to hear him as an oh, yeah. an- he was announcer on an episode. Doing of commentary, and he's very soft-spoken British guy, and it sounded like he was announcing something like a golf tournament yeah. rather than wrestling. But it was that was why a lot of his words could possibly go over the head of somebody who's not really listening. Yeah, talking about how uh, he, he was saying nice things about Kip Sabian, who was wrestling at the time. He was like, "Well, well, I gotta say, I live with him." <laughs> yeah. And then he's talking about him being a beautiful man, and, and Tony's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes he walks around in his underwear. It's <laughs> funny. That is so funny. Please, more Jimmy Havoc on the mic. Yeah, he's very good on the mic. Please, more. Yeah. So now, now's the time. Now is the time to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out. This might be a sh- somewhat shorter episode, but... Uh... There's nothing... There's nothing saying an episode yep. has to be a certain length, sweetheart. Did you want to do the honors, or shall I? No, you go ahead. Okay, for animation, we are stuck in the house with Dizzy from Rock and Roll. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or do you want to roll the next one for okay. book? For books and comics, we are in the house with... Ooh. I don't know what order. That's a bad one. That's Chip Lambert. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> At least it's not Dolores Umbridge, but still. As he tries to sell us a timeshare. <laughs> so that's the kind of character this is. It was borrowing money off of us all the time. Movies. Movies. We have, uh-oh, Umbridge. No, it's not. No, no, not Sp- Umbridge isn't, isn't a movie. Oh, Loki. We're in the house with Loki. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're gonna die. We're all gonna die. Oh, man. Okay, television. Uh-oh. Television is Laszlo. God damn it. I know, we keep getting the bad ones. <laughs> I wanted my boys. So far, our only good one's been Dizzy. Okay, Maybe so... Maybe let's get a different die, jeez. Video game is Deacon. Sweet. <laughs> and finally, our wrestler. Uh-oh. Don't cold Steve Austin. Oh, God. We're all going to die. We are going to die in quarantine. We are going to die. Yeah, I think we're leaving that house. We're going to take our chances elsewhere. Yep. That sounds horrifying. We had, what, two good people in that whole house? Yep. I was expecting maybe because of just the mathematics of it that we'd have two bad and four good. We ended up with two good and four bad. What a horrible house. I know. Well, we got got a rat rock and roller. We've got a self-absorbed asshole. We've got a trickster god. We've got a perverted vampire. Got, what, a 
a synth liberator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have a beer chugging Texan wrestler. We're gonna we're gonna go crazy. We're gonna, we're gonna have to move. There's a lot of testosterone in that house. Yep. Not enough females. No, there's no females. Yeah, that's weird. They're all guys. That is weird. And I had like ladies in my choices. I kind of want to know what it would be if it was just for my choices. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, we don't have to do that on mic. No, we can do that. We have time. Basically do a one die three kind of situation. Yeah. Okay, this is Brandy's house. Okay, so one and four are the first one. You know, if I roll one and four, one or four. Is oh, I could one, choice. two, three, one, two, three is how you can do it yeah, on the D6. That's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Ah. Okay, so Sophie wins from animation. All right. Uh-oh, Dolores Umbridge made it in from books and comics. <laughs> that would be Baymax. That's good. Oh, nice. And treat the poor people who have scarring on their hands from those fucking quills. Mm-hmm. Television. Yes, that is Chuck. Oh, nice. Video games. Ugh, Ashley Graham. <laughs> Wrestling. Come on, Sammy. Yes, Sammy. Oh, my God. Now it makes me wonder what I do with my... Oh, I'm stuck with... Uh, Rick. (laughs) Chip again. Oh, no. Watch me get all bad. You can't possibly. Uh, Ooh, Wadsworth. That would help. Rosa. Well, that's going to fix things a lot. She'll Mm -hmm. just deal with the problem people. Got Gex. And for my wrestler, I have Nyla Rose, who's also going to... Okay, Chip is out of the house. (laughs) Chip will die. (laughs) Yeah. If uh, he doesn't leave, he will die. Nyla and Rosa. Yeah. Um, Chip's not going to be there. I don't know how Rick's going to handle that either. (laughs) They might not put up with his shit either. I I could just let those two handle things. Yep. True that. (laughs) So that was our little quarantine house game. Yes. Kind of fun. And inspired us to possibly do... A similar thing to this. Maybe next time, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Yep, we'll see. So, shout-outs? Shout-outs. Hey! Hey! Okay, my shout-out is to Timid Werewolf on Twitter. That is Reverend Dr. Rob Walker, who's, uh, I believe, a punk DJ. And he's followed by some friends of mine, like Nasty Pasty and others, kind of member of the horror community. So, been having some interactions on twitter like likes and shares and that sort of thing so yeah uh timid werewolf on twitter nice okay my shout out is to two people and those two people are garrett wong and robert duncan mcneil oh yes who are starting their own voyager rewatch podcast called the delta flyers that sounds fun and the first episode should be out in may early may is what they're saying and Robert Duncan McNeil obviously played Tom Paris. Garrett Wong played uh, Harry Kim. Yeah, they were best friends, weren't they? They in were the best series? friends, yes. And in fact, I forgot to tell you that for the Unready Room next Friday, we are covering a Pride of Chaotica. Oh, fun. <laughs> so so there's that. Uh, the, the Voyager episode one. Robert Duncan McNeil actually directed several episodes of Chuck. So, but I love him anyway, and I love the idea that these guys, who are both very entertaining, joining together to do a Voyager Rewatch podcast for us. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. You have enriched my life, 
and now I will have a good reason to diligently rewatch Voyager. Right. Because I've kind of piddled out yeah. a few times, but now... Now I have a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you can watch a long party. Uh, so, Garrett Wong, right? Garrett Wong. Uh, he's also a master impersonator. Yeah, he does great voices. Yep. He can imitate other people. Including Janeway. Oh, he, he does a great Janeway. <laughs> he is so good and so entertaining and just a very, a very kind soul. Yeah. He's very cool. I have met him. Yeah, and... he's really big in the uh, Asian actor society. And and right. I don't I don't care what anyone says. I love Harry Kim. And yep. the thing nobody talks about is how the Harry Kim they came home with is not the Harry Kim they left with because right. alternate universe. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah. So it's just like, what? Wait, what? I mm. forgot about that. So, yeah. But good God, why didn't they promote that guy? I mean, seriously, seven years yeah. as an ensign? Come on. Yeah, you could do a promotion. Come on. Make him lieutenant yeah. for hell's sake. So, yeah, love those guys. Looking forward to the podcast. Thank you. Yep. And that's it for this actual bona fide episode of the Dark Corner Podcast, since it's got both of us on here. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we're still getting downloads during this quarantine time because I know a lot of podcasts, their numbers are decreasing because nobody's commuting, nobody's working. And that's usually when people would listen to podcasts. That's when I listen to podcasts. Yep. So, so. yeah, people aren't, I'm trying to catch up on you know trying to keep up on the podcasts i listen to but it's kind of tough when you're not at work for like nine hours a day that so, is true yep so thanks for continuing to listen and we'll be back in another two weeks and also should be working on the world got day special decide what i want to do about that radio so maybe do a music special at that time as well so later dates okay bye you have been listening to the dark corner podcast with dave and brandy jacola find us on darkcornerpodcast.com follow me at dark corner cast on twitter brandy is brandywine12 brandy with an i if you want to hear more from brandy check out live from the edge either as the podcast on Trek FM or the YouTube channel. We have both a Facebook group and a fan page. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and recommend us to your strange friends you know the ones. The Dark Track was offered for free as a promotional item or was submitted by the artist or artist representative and no copyright infringement is intended. The intro and outro music is Say by Dark Souls Day from the EP X Lies. You can find them on Bandcamp. As always, a special thank you goes to Mr. Tom Elliott for kindly hosting our website. If you have feedback or a topic recommendation, contact us on social media or email us at thedarkcornerpod at gmail.com. This is DJ Evil Dave. Signing off. The Department of Evil. The Dark Corner.